You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Open the door is the title of this devotion. You know, I'm happy that I was raised uh, with the mindset of Jesus said in Matthew 20, whoever is the greatest will be your servant. Whoever is the leader will be the slave. And he was teaching a spirit of heart and mind that he brought from heaven. That sweet, humble, self-sacrificial love of the Father by which he himself is God. You see, that beautiful oneness that Jesus has with the Father before the world was made, that glory of oneness with the Father has its nature, that oneness, in the spirit of humility and meekness and lowliness, where there's none of self and all of Him. And that beauty of nature, where you have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit perfectly one. That is what he brought from heaven, and that is the very spirit by which he saves from sin, self, Satan, deception, opposition, opposition. The word Satan means opposer, opposition to that oneness. It's the nature that opposes that oneness. That's the, 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 the word Satan. And Jesus came to save us from sin, self, and Satan, and the spirit of this world that lives in enmity with God. He came to save us through that spirit of humility by which we become perfectly one with the Father. And I'm so grateful I was raised with that spirit. So for me, I always open the door for Virginia, always, of the car. I, I wouldn't like her to do it herself. When I'm there, I mean, of course she could do it herself, but I, I like to make the way, open the way. I open the door, I wait patiently. She goes in, I always let her know, don't be in a rush, and I close the door gently. And it, it shows courtesy, it shows acceptance, it shows love. Jesus said in John chapter 12, that he wanted to show that his disciples the extent of his love because he loved them even to the end. And so he took off his, his outer garment of, 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 his, of his presence and in the humility of a servant, he washed their feet. And when Peter said to him, Lord, you will never be my servant. You're my master. So no, I will never let you wash my feet. And Jesus said, Peter, if you do not let me wash you, you will have no part in me. And Peter, wanting to be one with Jesus, said, oh, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head. And the Lord said to Peter, Peter, you're already clean. So all you need is your feet washed. You see, Peter letting Jesus wash his feet was Peter accepting Jesus. And it was Jesus ministering his love and his life, showing 
showing love to Peter. And by Peter letting Jesus show love, he became part of that love. He became one with that love and that united them on the very basics of this daily life. And it opened the door. You see, the atmosphere that was in that upper room was quite awkward. Why? Because everybody was self-conscious because their feet hadn't been washed. I know that was cultural for that day and it isn't same today, but in those days, that was a sense of acceptance. When you came into somebody's house, they would wash your feet, they would kiss you on the cheek and anoint your head. And the anointing of the head has to do with a refreshing because of the heat of the day you know, and, and a perfuming, a smell. It had a beautiful smell to it, that oil. And it was like a welcoming you in the house and then you felt part of the family. You felt you belonged there. You felt you were accepted in the family. And if that didn't happen, then you felt self-conscious. You felt like a stranger. You felt like you didn't fit. So by Jesus washing their feet, he opened the door and all of a sudden the atmosphere in the room completely changed. Everybody felt at home. Everybody felt loved. Everybody felt accepted. Everybody felt comfortable. That was Jesus opening the door. So open the door is the title of this devotion. David said in Psalm 84, or 63, one of those two. Let me just look at 84. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. Verse 10 of Psalm 84. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O oh, Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. David says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. I'd rather be somebody who is constantly opening the door for people to come into this wonderful love of the Father, this wonderful acceptance of His love, this wonderful sense of, oh, my, I'm home, I'm home. <laughs> oh, it feels so good to come home. I tell you the truth, I love coming home. I feel at home here with you in these devotions. I feel at home when I come together with the congregation here at Life Church. I feel at home when I come home with Virginia and our children and grandchildren. I go to these churches all over the world. Oh, my friends, you cannot imagine the homecoming I feel when I go to these places. And I tell you the truth, God wants you to feel at home and welcome. And He wants you to become a doorkeeper so that you can open the door. You will never want to shut the door shut for somebody because of their different skin color or different ethnicity or language or ways or manners. No, come on, that's not God. We don't close the door to people because they're different to us. Absolutely not. The opposite. The opposite. God doesn't see these differences. We ought not either. We should see the individual, love the person, no matter what they're like. 
if they're old, if they're young, if they're tall, if they're short, if they're thick, if they're thin, if they have a different color of skin or whatever. No, come on, make people feel loved. Make people feel welcome. That is what cleanses them from self-consciousness and then they get to know Jesus. Come on, open the door. Open the door. You may say, Pastor Robert, I really struggle with this because there's some people I can't open the door to because of what they've done. And I understand that. I do more than you may realize. And that you may agree with what I'm teaching. And you may say, yeah, I, 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 I want to, but I don't know how. I, I have talked with people who have suffered painful abuse. And, and, and even though they would, from a Christian perspective, say, yeah, I, I need to open the door, but in their human nature, that capacity has been demolished, that has been destroyed. And to be able to open the door, it's kind of like Corey Ten Boom and her sister Betsy were in a concentration camp during the Second World War. And Betsy died in that concentration, concentration camp. She was such a heavily beautiful saint. And the abuse that they suffered from the innkeepers, from the prison keepers there was horrific, horrific. While they were hoarded together like wild animals and you wouldn't even treat animals the way they were treated. And they were there, kept there in those evil conditions and the evil abuse and frightened and the destruction and everything. And Cory Taboom survived because the war ended. And there came a day, Cory Taboom went all over the world to preach. And there came a day when she came face to face with the, with the man who was the prison keeper. And the Lord Jesus spoke into her heart and he said to her, I want you to go to that man and I want you to tell him that he's forgiven because I paid for his sins as much as I did for yours. And Cortaboom was crying and crying because the pain of her sister having died there under his abuse was so horrific in her, but it was Jesus sending her and Jesus giving her his love for sinners and his mercy for the most cruel sinners that empowered her to let that go and be healed herself and be set free from all that painful abuse. And she ministered forgiveness to that man and he came to know Jesus. You'll read it in one of her books. And I tell you the truth, I wanna know that love, not just for myself, but for others who have suffered horrific abuse and they can't open the door and they become prisoners behind the closed doors that they have in their lives and they don't know how to get out and they can't open the door. And Jesus said in Luke chapter four, the spirit of the Lord God, verse 18, is upon me for he has anointed me to proclaim liberty and the opening of prison doors. Oh friends, how we need that today. 
these precious souls that have been wounded and brutally misused and suffered and don't know how to get out of the prison in which they were kept it, that we can proclaim liberty and healing to such a degree that they receive that loving grace of Jesus to be able to forgive even those who wounded them and caused them pain. Jesus ministered forgiveness to those who crucified him. And that love is what unlocks the door. That love is what opens the door. And Jesus wants you to live by that love so that you're ever ready to open the door no matter who you meet. No matter who you meet. And I believe God would supernaturally bring you again into an opportunity to open the door of forgiveness, to open the door of mercy, to open the door of reconciliation, to open the door of love. And I know when we reason this with our mind, you can say, well, Pastor, I know this is a bit hard what you're ta talking to me about because sure, I'll forgive him before God, but I'll never want to meet him again. I never want to see him again. And I, I, I understand. I understand. I understand. It's kind of a way we survive. It's a way we, we survive by just not thinking about it, not talking about it, not looking at it, having nothing to do with it. That's kind of a survival. But the Lord wants to give you more than to survive the sorrows of your past. He wants to give you this grace of His love. He wants to give you the keys of His spirit and power to be able to unlock the door. And it's not just for you to unlock it for yourself, but to be able to do it for somebody else. So let me read you this verse from the Lord Jesus here in John chapter 10. I am the door. Verse 9, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The devil is always trying to come through the door and cause havoc and cause destruction and cause strife and cause misunderstandings and confusion and accusation. And he's so cruel. He will provoke one to do what is wrong, to wound you so that he can provoke you to accuse that one and cause a breakup of relationships. The devil is cruel. He is most cruel and he is very deceptive. And the Bible says we should not let Satan get a grip on us by twisting our thoughts, for we are well aware of his mind-orientated strategies. We need to develop this kind of anointing through our fellowship with Jesus, this embodiment of his Holy Spirit, of his powers, that we can keep the door shut to the devil, but open it to precious souls. Now, let me close with you here from Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. And Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him 
and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So here is a very important closing point to this sensitive teaching. You need to know the voice of your Savior when you are led to open the door. There are times when that door isn't open yet. And no matter how much you try, you just can't open it. You can't open it. And you have to learn to wait upon the master because he's working in ways that we don't always understand. And I went through seven years of having to wait. The Lord had put it in my heart that he wanted to give, give me two daughters. I had two sons, our son Joshua and our son Zachary, whom I love with all my heart and their families. And he put it in my heart. But when I would say something to Virginia, it was obvious to me, I know the Lord, the door was shut. It's not that she was unkind or whatever, it's just the door was shut. No matter how much I would try to talk to her about it, the door was closed, so I understood. If I push on this door, I'll cause her pain, and then it becomes an issue. So I understood, wait on the Lord. So a few times, I tried to open the door, but the door was closed. So in other words, however I talked, it just didn't connect. And I, I wasn't gonna hurt her. It wasn't that kind of like, you're failing me, God forbid. So that door was shut for seven years, and the Lord used that to bring me into a place of rest in Him. Rest in Him. Let me open this door. I will give you the keys, Jesus said in Matthew 16, to unlock the door. Wait. So I had to wait and wait. I'll never forget it. It just was working in me, this. And it was sometimes so painful because I had to come into surrender and not Robert bully my way through, you know. I mean, we can sometimes through the flesh try to open a door when God says, let me open it. Me, I want to be the doorkeeper of your marriage, the doorkeeper of your wife or your husband, in my case, for my wife. I want to be the doorkeeper. Let me be the doorkeeper. Let me be in charge here in your marriage. And, and we sometimes, folks, find it hard to really come into that place of surrender, Father. You keep our marriage. You uphold us. You lead us and guide us. You make us and shape us and form us. You satisfy us. You bless us. You fill us with every good thing. And to come into that sweet spirit of total reliant, dependent, that same with Abraham, the door was shut. Sarah's womb was closed. And God is the one who opened it. But he opened it when he opened it. And Abraham had to learn to live by faith that God would work it. It's the same. And I'll never forget it. I was driving home. And as I drove near to my house, my heart just burst with this intercession. And I said, Father, Father, 
I know I have my daughter with you in heaven. And if I never see her here on the earth, it's okay, Father. All I am, all I have is yours, Father. And the pain left and the intercession was gone. And I'm through. I'm at rest. I'm in the rest of God. He's in charge. I'm free. I was happy. There was nothing happened. I went to go preach in London for ministers and my dear Virginia went with me. We had a wonderful meeting. At the end, we were leaving, greeting people. And there was this old, precious man of God. He's in heaven now, sitting in the chair there. And he looked at Virginia and he said, to two shall become four, says the Lord. I didn't connect with anything there. Yeah, I heard what he said. I didn't know what it meant. We get in a car and Virginia's crying. I mean, this woman does not cry. She does, but doesn't really. She, she's strong and steady and not so emotional. But she is gentle and sweet and lovely. But she's crying, so I'm like, oh, wow, what's happening? When we get to the house about an hour later or so, I said, do you want to tell me what's, what's going on? She said, did you not hear what he said? He said, the two shall become four. What two will become what four? I'm to get pregnant. Like, duh. <laughs> You've been wanting this door to open. She didn't say that, but in other words. And the door opened. The Lord opened the door. And she became pregnant. And she gave birth to Gabriella. And 11 days later, Gabriella went to heaven. And we have Gabriella in heaven. And don't look negative at that. For us, heaven is a positive. For us, what happened is an incredible experience with the reality that we are now members of God's family in heaven. And then the Lord showed the glory of his goodness in all of this, not just by the spirit by which he carried us through all of that, but by opening the door and giving us Mariah, who's now 24, he'll be 25 in June. And what an angel, what a heavenly beautiful soul she is, how I love her with all my heart. And what I'm trying to show you today, Jesus said, let me be the doorman. Let me teach you when to open. Let me lead you in this. Let me guide you. Trust me. Come on. Why don't you say, Father, these doors are shut. I commit them into your trust. I trust you to guide me. I know you are good. I will not live in fear or torment. I will live in your love and peace. Amen. Have a good day.